<laughs> Hello, kitties. It's your old pal, John Cassier, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And tonight, I'd like to introduce all of you creeps to the Crypt Keeper's podcast, hosted by Spooky Bruce and Horror Ryan. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs> got any more you want to fire out there? I don't think so. You sure? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, are we are we are we punch drunk? I th- maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, we maybe we might be punch drunk. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, where am I? I Hello, remember. boils. <laughs> Hello, boils, ghouls, and non-binary fiends. This is the Crypt Keepers. I'm one of the hosts, Spooky Bruce. Joining me as always is the, and this is no joke, newly engaged Horror Ryan. <laughs> I was waiting for like a clever one. <laughs> that was clever. I mean, it was good. I just meant like, you know. I'm sorry I disappointed everyone with announcing your, your no, happy no, no, news. No, no. <laughs> I was waiting for something against me. Like, was, uh, no. Uh, this is The Crypt Keepers, a show where we analyze episodes of the horror anthology series Tales from the Crypt and the EC books that inspired them. This week, we're taking a look at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. We're just uh, shooting the shit, and uh, you have it. to listen to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. Or you want. don't. I don't know. I'm I don't know. Dad. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, shit. I hit my microphone. Anyway. Uh, I'm resisting. I about to put candy in my mouth again, which I know Ryan hates when I do that. On, on Mike. <laughs> he just like scooted a Reese's cup. Like that. he's like, I'll get to you later. Yeah. Um, mm, so yeah, yeah, we decided because we've been so busy. Yes. To just have an episode where we just shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did that a few months ago did, and I think yeah, it I got think really I, well received. Yeah. I don't remember what we talked about. Nothing, probably. Nothing, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have been super busy. We have been kind of through the ringer lately. Yeah. Yeah, so, like I said, Ryan decided to run off to Salem, Massachusetts for Halloween and then get engaged to yes. be married. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Natalie and I are engaged. She has made the decision to be with me. Yeah, and and you liked your you all liked your first marriage just so much you decided to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. That's that's what I was waiting for. Uh, that's that's what I was looking for. Yeah, uh, had a boy. Uh, Grace hates it when I call my first marriage my starter marriage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was technically. I learned all the how to do all the wrong things in that marriage. So I could get everything right in this marriage. Right. Yeah. See. Uh, we learned communication skills. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. See, <laughs> getting older, it helps. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went to Salem, Massachusetts for celebration with our friends, Rain mm-hmm. and Denise. Shout out to them. And I made the plan to propose to my spooky girl on Halloween in mm-hmm. Salem. We did it. Yeah. I didn't puke. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's it. Yeah. You were yeah. There's no reason to be nervous. You're making the right decision. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You knew she wasn't going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I got your plane ticket. So. Mm-hmm. You're not saying yeah, no. Yeah, you're not saying no. <laughs> and the thing is, I did it with like a... You all own a house together. She's not right. saying no. Well, it's funny because I thought about it. And I, so we can get into it in a minute. But basically, my day was like, I was super stressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to do this in the morning. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to walk like, around do this all, all day, day. Yeah. holding on to this ring, just hoping to find the right moment. Yeah. And so I was able to do it in front of a... Um, 
like a fountain mm-hmm. kind of off the beaten path and um everything worked out and our what's funny is like i could tell my voice cracks there's a video (laughs) and i am pretending to do a hard style photo with her yeah uh, in which we're both on one knee locking hands kind of doing a pose yeah and so after the photo is taken she stands up and uh, she looks down and i'm still there so Uh i'm about to you know get into it yeah and she goes are you okay something wrong with your knee (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens when you're near 40 yeah Uh, they don't think about any they're like oh is this a proposal no (laughs) No, is he okay yeah (laughs) yeah and i went i love you you mean everything to me you're all i have so and she said okay yeah no she didn't say okay i've seen the video she didn't say okay (laughs) or she she may have said okay but it wasn't just okay I guess. Yeah. Why, I guess. Why <laughs> That'd been super awkward because we still had like three days left of the trip. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, when I proposed to Grace, we uh, went on a walk in the park and she mm-hmm. decided she wanted to go off trail and we were walking beside this creek. And as I'm, she's looking at the creek and as I'm getting down the knee behind her to propose, she goes, this would be a good place to hide a body. Whoa. <laughs> and you went, this is the right decision. Yeah, this is the right decision. I mean, I've done everything right here. Yeah. yeah. I'm marrying the right girl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, spent th- four day, three days in Salem, mm-hmm. one day in Boston. Uh, Sorry, Boston. You know how I feel about I you. W- I love Boston. Uh-huh. The Boston accent is <laughs> unusual for someone from, from the South. From the South. Yeah. It's very hard to understand at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, t- I chalk that up as it's my fault. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, 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 I do talk a lot of shit about Boston. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done it on the podcast, but my friends know <laughs> I talk a lot of shit about Boston. I don't know what it is with me in Boston. I hate Boston sports teams, really. Um, but um, I do feel kind of a kinship with them because like that South Boston accent. Yeah. People think if you hear it, you're, you're just dumb. Same thing with the Southern accent. So right. I feel like a camaraderie, camaraderie with them. We're so technically dumb, accent. they're like the South of New England. They're the South of Boston. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say it was re- it's a beautiful place. Yeah, like Massachusetts yeah. is a really nice place for mm-hmm. sure. Um, they love Dunkin' Donuts. They do love Dunkin' Donuts. There is. Have you seen the uh, the cop slide video? No, I'll show you the cop slide video later on. It is hilarious. One of the uh, funniest things in the world. There is this slide in Boston where this Boston police officer does have to go down the slide. Okay. And somehow he shoots out of it like he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and you can hear him coming down. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like, and people have done videos where they go down the slide too. And there's absolutely no way that you can go down the slide that fast. No one knows how it happened. But people have done all these remixes of it and stuff. And they showed it on John Oliver a few weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they showed there's like... 10 Dunkin Donuts within like two blocks of yeah. that park. It is. It is insane. Is. <laughs> I've been to Seattle too and there's Starbucks yeah. there as well. Yeah. Like equal. And yeah. I guess that's where they're from. Do we have anything like that around here? I don't think we do. Maybe Heine Brothers, but that's really just in like the mm. East End. Trailer parks? Eh, that's more in the South End and like out toward <laughs> Bullock County. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. You don't, say, you don't, you don't find many uh, trailer parks in the regions we haunt of the city. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I mean, yeah. Circle K. Circle K. Yeah. I mean, Fort, that's really it. Fortins. Yeah. <laughs> why do you Why do you put up emphasis on the H? Fortins. Fortins. Actually, sir, I believe I'm going to get my gas at Fortins. <laughs> well, I used to say that with face. I used to put a lot of emphasis on the F for some reason. The face. 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 <laughs> say a while. A while. A while. 
<laughs> so, um, I mean, uh, I can go deeper, deeper, yeah, <laughs> deeper, yeah, deeper, yeah, um, deeper. But what's been going on with you? Well, let's see. Uh, while you were uh, off gallivanting around uh, Massachusetts, uh, I got uh, the worst cold of my life <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah. So actually, we had the Halloween party. Yep. No, which is great. And it was it was a lot of fun. The costumes were amazing this year. Yep. Uh, you came as Leatherface. I did. Yeah. I was the killer from Sleepaway Camp 2. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. We got a great uh, check our social media. Yeah, we'll post we that. posted a, yeah. we already posted a picture yeah. of our costumes. Yeah. And uh um uh, your your soon to be wife yes. was doing my hair for me and she came up and she like because I had a chest. Because I was this, I was a female killer. Yes. Right. And she comes up and she's doing my hair and her hand almost reaches towards my fake boob. She goes, no, no, that'd be inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> and that was happening all night. Yeah. Great. Like, great the girls were coming up to me being like, no, I can't. <laughs> the guys were respectful. Well, yeah, we're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're used to being like, nope, don't, don't pay attention don't, to it. Don't nope. be. Yep. yep. They don't exist. Interesting. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, and then the very next night, you had your album release party with your band. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also released an album. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those who like heavy music, uh, our new EP um, band is called Taken Lives. Mm-hmm. And the EP is called uh, Evolution of Aggression. Almost forgot it yeah. for a second there. <laughs> but uh, just search Taken Lives yeah. on any music platform. Check out our new record. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I yeah, like that. I enjoy, enjoyed listening to it. I even made it made an appearance on our Halloween playlist yes. that night. And then uh, it was funny because uh, I walk in to, to the, the bar where it's at. And there was a very, um, there was a, there was a security guard there who took his job very, very seriously. Oh, very those. seriously. So I walk in, he looks at my ID and he goes, okay, I can let you in, but there are capacity back there. So don't you dare walk back there. And so what I did, I just walked back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, it was, it was definitely a nice, uh, uh, album release show. And unfortunately, uh, there was, I guess maybe they were at capacity at the time. Yeah. A, a few people weren't able to, that came to support me, mm-hmm. weren't able to see the show. Yeah. So that was really unfortunate, but we have a bunch of shows planned, um, over the next few months. And one thing that's really crazy, want to give a shout out. Okay. That's cool. To, um, the Louisville Gore club. Oh Yeah. Because the Louisville Gore Club, in association with uh, a few other organizations, mm-hmm. uh, they are doing their annual Krampus yes. celebration yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Art Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 2nd, I believe. Okay. I should know this. Uh, but if you're in the Louisville area and you want to check out a Christmas horror music art art show extravaganza, yeah. then go to Art Sanctuary or just look online, the Louisville Krampus yeah. Celebration, because yeah. my band will be playing that oh, show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We got word that we're playing it, and I, I, I think we're opening. Okay. Um, which I love opening. Yeah. A lot of bands are like, no, I want a headline. Like, no, I want to open. I, I appreciate you opening so I can leave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, I, I think it's so funny uh, when anyone who's ever been in a band or any sort of art yeah. project or that, you know, um, that you have shows where your friends want to support you, mm-hmm. but you don't want to tell them if you're starting late, yeah. you don't want to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause I feel bad. Cause mm-hmm. they'll be like a bunch of people were like, Hey, we want to go see your CD release show. Mm-hmm. When are you playing? I'm like, it's going to be like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Cause we're headlining. Right. And the re- I love playing. Um, I love opening for shows cause you can get there and mm-hmm. set up your equipment immediately. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you don't have to put anything in the back. Yeah. You get to do sound checks. You get to assemble your drum kit for me. 
um, at your own pace. Mm-hmm. So, like, for our CD release show, I had the entire back room because mm-hmm. we were headlining. So, I kind of had the opposite thing where I was able to, you know, do everything on my own. Yeah. Because I got there so early. Yeah. But when you open and then when you finish the set. You get to put everything away and then enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I just feel really bad when other friends are like, yeah, that's really late for me. I'm like, I know. Well, yeah, because our friends are all pushing 40 now. So well, they fall asleep at 530. They're all getting the blue plate special at Blue Boar, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. There's yeah. still, I feel like everything has gone on. Yeah. Everything over the last like, two then, months. Like, you know, I got sick and then Grace had was in the hospital yeah. for a week. Yeah. Last week. And it's just been a whirlwind. Yeah. yeah, and her Shout mom to- came into town for, you know, her. actually, her mom was scheduled to be in town anyway, and then it just happened to be a coincidence that uh, Grace had, she's, she not, she's not deathly ill or anything, but it might be something, and uh, uh, so she was in the hospital, and she decided to stick around yeah. until, like, after Thanksgiving, just, you know, to be here in case we need help, Yeah, so yeah, it's sure. been nice, yeah. For sure, yeah. It, it takes a village, for sure. It does, and yeah. Anything you all need, let yeah. us know, and... We're glad she's out of the hospital. Yeah, she's out of the hospital. I mean, I mean, it was, you know, two weeks ago she couldn't walk. Right. And now she's walking around fine. So there you go. We're good. Good. We're good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, historic Boston was, it, I had a drink in what is suppo- supposedly the oldest tavern, mm-hmm. c- continuously running tavern. Yeah. In the United States. And I fell in love with this little section of Boston. Mm-hmm. It's only a couple blocks, but. It is a, it is the same street that was there from old the olden days. Yeah. So it's really narrow. Mm-hmm. So it looks like. Oh yeah. It's funny when you look at it, you're like it looks like an alley. Mm-hmm. It's a street. Yeah. It's just that you know there's no four lanes like yeah. every other street. Yeah. Because so, they didn't have to accommodate cars. It's just like a single carriage. Right. And so like it, I guess because it, it felt like we were going back in time mm-hmm. because you see architecture, you see way how everything is laid yeah. out that is completely opposite of how it is now yeah. with modern construction. So it was super fun, and we had uh, we had seafood in the building that Alexander Graham Bell uh, pr- showed off the first long distance call. Okay, <laughs> and I was like, "That's cool. That's cool. That's All pretty right. cool." Uh, I'm not really big on seafood. Natalie is. Yeah. So she had oh, a seafood, fuck ton of so, seafood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, I had um, honestly, I had one of the best burgers I've had really in Boston. Yeah. And it was funny because. We're at this place. They got a bunch of seafood and stuff. And it was one of the oldest. I think it was the oldest tavern mm-hmm. in the U.S. And they were like, are you going to get this and this? And I look and I'm, you know, it was near the end of the trip. And I felt like I was the character in the menu. Yeah. And, oh, yes. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at all this stuff. And for the last three or four days, I've had crab. I've had some lobster. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried New England clam chowder for the first time. Oh, okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, you know what? I just want a fucking burger. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you just need a fucking, fucking burger. burger. Yeah. And I, it's funny. Uh, hopefully Ray's here. Ray hears this because uh, we were with Ray and Denise and I get the burger and there's nothing special. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's just the bare bones ingredients. Yeah. And I bite into it. I'm like, this, this is the tits. <laughs> and so I let, I let Ray have a bite and he's uh-huh. like, no, really, this is the shit. <laughs> this is a really good burger. <laughs> awesome. That's and that awesome. was like, is there anything on him? Like tomatoes. Oh, wow. cheese, lettuce. Wow. That's it. Yeah. And so that was me. I was, uh, I wasn't in a slip like mm-hmm. uh, what's her face was Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eating a burger, but it was a good fucking burger. Yeah. I mean, she made looking, eating a burger look good. Say what? She made eating a burger look very good. <laughs> half the population wanted to be a burger in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> My God. The other half wanted you know, to be a You can find the recipe for that burger online. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I've heard like it creates a lot of smoke. So have your windows open. Really? Yeah. Wow. Have you ever had a Juicy Lucy? Uh, I have not. Uh, it's uh, where the, 
there's a block of cheese yeah in the middle between mm-hmm. two buns so it's almost yeah. like a jelly donut yeah i've had that once and forgot that cheese is a good conductor of heat <laughs> oh yeah so it lavaed yeah <laughs> yeah it was bad it hurt it was like a uh, it's like the extreme version of a hot pocket oh wow yeah so, but um so yeah the trip went good everything yeah. was awesome um <laughs> there was a few things i really really wish that i could have taken pictures of but they there was a couple areas that were like no cameras mm-hmm. so we went to a place called count orlock's uh was it monster museum yeah monster yeah, museum yeah and that was my favorite thing that oh, like activity like, that sounds so cool it was a good 30 minute kind of uh self-guided tour through this sort of wax museum where it was full-size statues of Honestly, that was the first time I've been to a museum. I knew everything that was there. <laughs> I saw a full size, and Nat was next to me, and uh-huh. I lost my shit. Because uh-huh. probably my favorite witch movie mm-hmm. is Black Sunday. Okay. Where um, Barbara Steele gets the iron mask on her face. You know, she's got the holes yeah. where it killed her, yeah. and she comes back. Uh, they had a full size Barbara Steele uh wax figure with the holes like that's from awesome. the scene where she gets yeah you know, like, put the mask on that's her awesome and that freaked me out like yeah. I, it looked real yeah they also had death mask for uh vincent price and just uh peter cushing i think and just a whole bunch of like yeah. legends uh, and got to see a f- nat really liked the full side because she ha- she 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 has a weird relationship with werewolves like she yeah she she's digs terrified them, of them. but she's terrified yeah of them. yeah and so there was a full size American werewolf in London werewolf. That's awesome. It was like eight feet long. That's awesome. And like the head was like three feet tall. Did you see uh, the videos of that guy who had a American werewolf in London costume? No. So it, his costume, he's he has like the red jacket on the backpack. Mm-hmm. But then like um, he pulls down like strips of it and, it, it and then like pulls up a hood and he becomes the werewolf. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, I know. I have to find it and show you. That's yeah. one of my all time favorite. movies. Yeah. And I actually got the show. My good friend, Bruce, uh-huh. one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Was, recently. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 shit. Um, X. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. So he, I love X and um, Pearl, mm-hmm. big Mia Goth fan. And you said you haven't seen him. So it. we were like, yeah. you know what? Fuck it. You know, you've been having um, had a week. You know, yeah. A, a crazy week. Why don't you come over? We'll just chill out. That was the day Grace came home from the hospital and she was like, you need to do something. You look ragged. <laughs> Sometimes like, you just need to, you just need to step away and breathe yeah. for a minute. Yeah. So uh, like I said, anytime. And I was like, at that point I was, I had been like, nope, I can't leave you alone. She's like, my mom's here. I'm feeling fine. Right. Just go. Yeah. Get, get out of the house. Go. Go. Get, get get go now. Get. 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 <laughs> why do you get out of the cat? Except she'd be more like, you know, she's from Minnesota. She's like, like, oh, go in and get. Oh, go and get out of here. Yeah, here. Sorry. <laughs> well, oh, we st- <laughs> we still have to watch Pearl, but yeah, um, watch Pearl. you did like X. because we had planned on watching Pearl and X, but like double feature. Yeah, by the by the time ten thirty hit, I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep because it's been we're a old. Long day. Yes, and we're old, <laughs> and we're old. Yeah, Every, all us and all of our friends are night night time is yeah. around ten or eleven. <laughs> Remember, when we used to go hang out, well, no, and party till two or three in the I morning. I stay up till just a little past twelve. Yeah, usually. I usually go to bed around one. Uh, but that day, I had been you know had to get up our son get to school about six thirty in the morning and then go to the hospital and then sit the i'm gonna she's like i'm gonna get out soon they had told her she's gonna get out soon and right you know, like nine o'clock in the morning and then like we don't get home until two oh shit right? yeah i don't think the word soon <laughs> so, no there's a lot of uh when you're in hospitals uh hurry up and wait yeah 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 and so and then um uh, oh, I had a I had an interesting conversation with one of the I, I call him an orderly, but I don't think they call him orderlies anymore. He was technically transport. 
Okay. Um, The day she went to the hospital, we had been uh, waiting for her to get admitted. And, um, and uh, somehow the orderly, I don't know. We we must just have an energy about us. He started talking about ghosts in the hospital. Yep. I'm like, okay, cool. And um, we get up to the top floor of this hospital and it's, we're in the neuro neurological wing. Okay. And they, and we just hear this guy screaming like movie style. I'm in pain kind of scream. Like, like actual bloody murder. Like, like, like oh that. God. And the orderly looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, I hope that's a ghost. Not a person screaming like that. Oh. <laughs> He's like, Oh, I hope so too. It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cause you know, even if it were a ghost, it would be more comforting if it was a ghost, right? Like, not an actual person in pain. Right. But Yeah. So um, I forgot where I was going, but, you, <laughs> but we, uh, we still need to watch Pearl. Yes, but you did like Pearl. X. Yes, I did like X. Good. I felt it was uh, like uh, Ty West's um, uh, take on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's not it's not a folk horror movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, but it, it, it had that vibe to it. Right. That uh, that dirty, sweaty Texas horny, horror, ho- horny. <laughs> it's very horny. Uh, a very, very horny uh, feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I loved it. Uh, actually, the more I see it, the more I like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and but- I was actually I was very surprised by it because the horror elements really don't hit until past the halfway point. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it's just kind of a, I don't know, know how to describe it before that. I mean, there are, there are touches here and there. There is some, some creepy stuff. You know, something's, something's going to happen. But I mean, the killing doesn't start. Right. Until halfway through. And then it's just like, it just goes. The more I think Everyone about dies it, quickly. Oh, yeah. The more I think about it, the more, I, well, that's the same with Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one dies for a minute. Yeah. In, in that movie. But I would definitely say the, the compare, I always say like this movie is two movies who had a baby. Yeah. X is if Texas Chainsaw Massacre had a baby with showgirls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, and then uh, Pearl. Can't wait to show you that. Um, that's oof, that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. It's not. Yeah. It's easily top five. Um, uh, the Halloween week. I watched uh, When Evil Lurks. Oh, what's that? It is an Argentinian film. Okay. Uh, by let me let me come up with his, look at his name here. Oh um, yeah, at your Halloween party, Natalie was Pearl. Yes, she was. She yeah. was fucking. I yeah. think she ki- she, lo- she, she literally killed, killed it. Killed it. She, yeah, yeah. She was so it was um, so good. Yeah, so it, it's this it's this Argentinian horror film by Damien Rugnan. I think that's how you say his name. Right. Uh, he previously did one that you can find on Shutter called Terrified, not Terrifier, Whew. Terrified, and um, he in, in Terrified. He manages to make a glass of spilled milk one of the creepiest things you will ever see. Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Terrified. Terrified. Yeah. On Shutter. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. It has like this kind of a corpse-looking creature on the cover with like its head split open, uh, splitting, splitting apart. Goddamn. Um, but um, when evil lurks, it's a possession movie. Uh, the best way I could describe it would be if um, Sam Raimi had taken the had had the a big budget for the evil dead and took it super seriously okay like, no mirth no joy whatsoever <laughs> okay it is just straight unrelenting and it had it had moments in it like there is a scene you know someone's gonna die right you know it's coming and it was still shocking when it happens oh okay yeah what's it on it's on it's on uh shutter Shut- oh they're yeah. both on shutter oh yeah oh, and okay. let me tell you 
I don't know what kids did to this guy, but he hates children. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because there's a whole bunch of people where I'm like, okay, who broke their heart? Yeah. Who, it's like, oh, someone, some kid did something to this guy. There is a line in this movie that says something to the effect of evil seeks out the children and children seek out the evil. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, well, you, you Highly said, recommend it. You said Terrifier. Yeah. Um, Natalie just recently, actually the day we came back from the trip, mm-hmm. uh, they were doing a re-release of Terrifier, Terrifier 2, 2. yeah. In which, I think there's like a trailer for, for Terrifier 3, 3. Yeah. And you get a poster. And so she got that. She was really excited. Because it's funny, Pearl and kind of more, I would say, I'm the spooky lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like old school Hammer movies. Yeah. House of Haunted Hill, William Castle kind of thing. Vincent Price. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite lane. And hers is just straight up gore. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And we we realized something that my lane that kind of upsets her. I don't say mm-hmm. upsets, but just gives a, a, a reaction. Yeah. I love Park Chan-wook, uh, who's a North Korean director. Mm-hmm. He Not did, North Korean. I'm sorry, South Korean. <laughs> Shit. Korean. Let's I, say Korean. I doubt any of us have seen North Korean. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> South Korean uh, and uh, director. And he did Old Boy, Symphony for Mr. Vengeance, Lady Vengeance. Oh, God. Um, a Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Just. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. The Handmaid. The, the Handmaid. See, yeah, both that, those Handmaid's two, Tale. I mean, they both came out the same year, yeah, I think. Yeah. And I was super confused by that. But The Handmaiden. That was his most recent film, mm-hmm. I think. And it was really good. But, um. The, his movies are very emotionally gory. Mm-hmm. Like it puts. I like in, that term, emotionally gory. Yeah, like yeah. It, like it was funny because when she I, when we first got together, she was like, "Who's your favorite director?" And I was like, "Well, really, it's kind of like um, Sam Raimi and uh, who's the guy who did um, Shaun of the Dead?" Oh, that's uh, Edgar Edgar Wright. Edgar, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright's movies, and then Park Chan Wook. And I showed her some of his movies, and she's like, "They're real hard to watch." <laughs> this is the woman who sh- who has seen Terrifier two, yeah. at least five times. Right, right. And so I was like, "Okay, I have a problem." She's a nurse, mm-hmm. so she kind of has more of the disposition to physical gore mm-hmm. that she can handle because she has seen real shit. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of have a stomach turning thing with Terrifier. She has a stomach turning thing to really fucked up <laughs> things that people do to each other <laughs> that hurt emotionally. Um, so, and it's one of those things I, I know some friends won't watch Terrifier and I don't know if I want to watch the third one Yeah, because I've seen Terrifier two twice. It hurts my stomach both times. And it's one of those things that I realized I, I appreciate everything that this movie's trying to do. Mm-hmm. I could still appreciate it. Yeah. And not like it. Yeah. Because it's not my lane. Well, you know, honestly, uh, we watched All Hallows Eve here, the first movie with yes. um, Art the Clown. I think the first movie by that director. What's his name? I can't Damian remember. Damien Leone. Damien Damien Leone. And uh, I was like, all right, I got enough of this. <laughs> I'm done. I don't need to see, I don't need to see anything else done. I'm good. I'm Man, good. it's and I think I realized why it it turns my stomach. It's the suffering. Yeah. Because in horror movies, traditionally there's quick shots. Mm-hmm. You see someone get stabbed and within yeah. two seconds, the screen yeah. is off them. Damien Leone what shows you people suffering yeah. for an uncomfortably long time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just, that's not my line. I appreciate everything he's done for the industry. I mean, the, the special effects work is I mean, next it's, level. Extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Like he should win an Academy award. <laughs> he's not going to, he's not going, <laughs> no, to. they're not going to let, but him. he should. Yeah. Um, because there, I had I haven't seen 
practical effects like this mm-hmm. in years. Yeah. So I want to give as much props as I can, but also it's okay for me to be like, no, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, in fact, there was people saying, well, he should get the reboot of Friday the 13th. I was like, nah, I don't know. no, I don't know about that. No, no, no. The, the guys from Womp Stomp Films who make the uh, Never Hike Alone series. Yeah. Have made excellent movies. And if anything, they should be given it. But I don't know because just I'll be honest with you. There is enough. Uh, baggage of Friday the 13th and, and some of slasher films from the 80s of being misogynistic. Yeah. I think you're putting Damien, uh, I can't remember his name, Lindoff. Damien Leone. Damien Leone on that with stuff he pulled in uh, <laughs> some of his movies that I know of. I'm like, mm, I don't know if we need that extra baggage. Right. Right, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't really see him doing Friday the 13th. I mean, because yeah. he's already done a more extreme slasher. Right. So I kind of feel like, I mean, I don't know him, but I'm assuming after art, yeah. he'd want to go explore mm. other things like yeah he could use his talents for he, other things and he i don't think he would necessarily need a friday the 13th franchise no no absolutely not yeah he's already he's already a made guy yeah he's already made it yeah, yeah he like, can do he can really do whatever he wants in horror and and on his own terms oh yeah he doesn't because he, he would have to do whatever the studio wants in, oh yeah as far as doing that something like friday the 13th or another franchise right yeah i i feel like if the one outlier to the, I think the point we're making as far as like the baggage with a franchise, mm-hmm. the outlier is Chucky. Yeah. Just because it's always been one guy. It's always been the same guy. So or if he hasn't directed it or written it, he's been had a hand in like guiding it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean like the, the creative essential control, unless yeah. I, there's something I don't know has always been, um, Don Mancini. Yeah. So, like Don Mancini has had creative control essentially of Chucky since day one. Yeah. So I, I am so excited for the next season of Chucky. I think that <laughs> I haven't watched three yet. I haven't watched the third one yet. Oh, the second season. Oh yeah. Okay. No, yeah, no. there's two. There's three. No, there's the third season came out this year at Halloween. Are you it's sure? The White house. Yes. Absolutely. I think it might still be. Oh, going. It's, oh it's going on now. It's going on now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, completed yeah. seasons. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I haven't seen anything in the new season other than the trailer. Yeah. But because I like to binge. Uh So I'm not going to watch any episodes of Chucky until season three is done. Because we also watch all the Chucky stuff with friends, uh, Sean and Michelle. Uh And actually, we're we're on the Tremors train. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like me and Nat and our friends, Sean and Michelle, shout out. Um, Sean has COVID, so I get well soon. Yeah, so is my dad. Fuck. Yeah, and because he is on heart medication and blood thinners, he can't take any of the treatments. Oh man! Yeah, so he's just a suffer through, but he doesn't have a fever or anything, and just a, a it's like a really bad cold. Okay, well, so, soon, guys. Yeah. Um. So basically, like, I think I mentioned it before, but like we uh we've watched the Leprechaun series with them, the Chucky series, all that stuff, and we're on Tremors, and there's a TV show. Yeah. And it's from the '90s, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's really good. I probably <laughs> already it's said this the 90s? last I week. It was from the like the I thought it was recent. I thought, well, it's either late '90s, early 2000s. This is just a podcast showing how much we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Once again. Oh, yeah. It was from. Wow. Wow. I did not realize. You know, I, I, I'm at that age now where I think everything that happened past 2000. Uh, 2003. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that age where I think everything past 2000. It was like just a couple of years ago. When someone says 30 years ago, I still That's think the of 60s. the 70s. I think of the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> and that was. That was 60 years ago. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it's like the other night we were hanging out and you said something to the effect of, um, yeah, and you're almost 50. And I was like, well, fuck you for putting it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I, I'm almost yes, 40. I'm, I am closer to 50 than I am 40 now. So yeah, I'm almost yeah. at 40. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I had never thought of it that way until you said it. And still, he still has 10,000% better hair than me. <laughs> oh, thank you. We have a better beard than I do. Well, that is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always was told that. I was like, if me, it, between me and Bruce is the sexiest man alive. <laughs> With your hair and my beard, my tattoos, and your brain, <laughs> places, places we would go. Wait, that's why they, they had to split us apart. Oh, it yeah? Was too much for, it was too much for the world if we were just one person. <laughs> <laughs> we do this like movie thing where we look up and we see what it would be like and we're just like kill me and we're both like in a blob like blah, blah. and someone walks by and I'm like great hair <laughs> thanks thank you <laughs> on Halloween I was handing out candy yeah right I I uh, I um, hopped up on cold medication put a mask on or, and gloves oh, yeah. on and handed out we we were handing out um, we had fun dip we had ring pops. Ooh. We had bubble wands and Pokemon cards. Damn. And we didn't have very many visitors, so I was giving them all away to anyone <sighs> who showed up. There was someone I saw walk by again. I was like, hey, do you want more? Oh, we really? Got more for you. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Um, but while I was sitting there, I listened to this um, story I like to listen to about every year this time of year called The Events on Parath Farm. Okay. It is highly recommend it. You can find uh, you can find it on Spotify. You can find versions of it on YouTube. Whatever uh, you might you might just find it out in the world. If you just look it up, right? right. You might find text versions of it. Um, it's it's widely anthologized. Oh, cool. uh, it's by this writer named Ted Klein. T E D Klein. Okay. Um, I say T E D Klein that because you don't know how to spell Ted, but that's often it's often initialized. Oh, okay. Um, who is he's lauded as probably one of the best horror writers around living but he only published two books three books <laughs> really no, no, yeah two books in the late 70s early 80s damn the amazing book dark gods which is an anthology mm-hmm. which has every story in it is just an absolute banger like there's there's no wasted space in that book whatsoever oh damn and then a book called the ceremonies which is an expanded version of the story the events on parth farm and um there is this one point that is so just creepy Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a spoiler because you don't, I'm not going to spoil the context of it, but at one point someone sees a knife in another character's back. Oh, okay. He's like, dude, you've been stabbed. And the guy, the character just blandly says, Oh, I forgot it was there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and when you know the context of it, you're like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great story. Cause it has, um, uh, it's, it involves this English professor who goes to spend a, uh, a summer on this farm so he can do he can do um, his pre-semester work, basically, without any of the distractions of the city. Whatever. Right. Oh, shit. Without any of the, the distractions of the city. And uh, as he is doing this kind of survey of uh, horror in the English language from right. the very first Gothic stories up until, uh, I think they even mentioned Dracula, whatever. Oh, cool. Um the stories he are talk he's talking about kind of mirror 
his thoughts about the events what's happening around the farm and kind of show you his like his psychology oh right like he gets to dracula and it's been you know uh, he's been he's been a month on the farm all this stuff started to happen he and he's like oh this sucks right <laughs> but it's showing like he can't concentrate on the stories anymore right, right? Uh, it's it's just a, a fantastic fun read and it's it's one of the best horror stories i've ever read and what was it called it's again? called the events on parath farm parath or maybe the events at parath farm okay yeah hell yeah yeah it's it's amazing Shit, you're pulling out all the recommendations. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a guy one. Well, it's funny because um, when I was listening to it, I wanted to do this thing called NaNoWriMo, which is it's a abbreviation of National no- Novel Writing Month, which happens in uh, November now. Oh, cool. And I used to write all the time, sold short stories, and I just kind of fell out of it. I got frustrated, to be honest. Right. Because it's, it's one of those things, it's a creative thing you can do, but without immediate payoff. Right, because you have to sell things. You have to try to sell it, and you yeah. might not get, you know, it might be months before you can sell it. It might be months before you can see it in publication, whatever. So I just wasn't finding satisfactory, but right. I wanted to get it back into it. And so I was racking my brain, trying to like, okay, I'm gonna, I want to do this. Like, a, like a couple days before November, before Halloween, I was like, okay, I want, I want to do this. I'm gonna try to like write fifty thousand words. Why not? Why not jump back into it by writing fifty thousand words in a month? Right. And uh, so I'm wrecking my brain, wrecking my brain, wrecking my brain. And I was like, okay, I have an idea. Haven't I do this folk horror story? I was like, this is an amazing idea. Okay. This is great. And so I'm listening to the events on Parath Farm. And he talks about this story by Arthur Machen called The White People. The White People is probably considered one of the best ever horror stories in the English language. That and Arthur Machen's The Great God Pan. And um, these have been very inspirational. Like they've inspired uh, Stephen King. They inspired H.P. Lovecraft, whatever. Everyone's been copying the white people, basically, or the Great God Pan for a century now. Oh, damn. And so I'm listening to it and I was like, God damn it. My story is just the white people. <laughs> like, damn. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. I'll be, I'll, I'll be like, oh, I want to. Uh, well, I used to write as well, but yeah. I used to write poetry. Yeah. And there'll be times where I'd be like, I want to I want to write her a poem. Oh, I'm like. Wait a minute. That's typo negative. <laughs> well, that's funny because I told Grace, I was like, God damn it. That's just, it's just the white people. And she says, she says, but you said everyone's been copying the white people for a hundred years. So I guess it's your turn now. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? Why not? Right. But what was nice, this is very nice. Uh, I went through and uh, went through my uh, book shelves and I was like, well, I should reread this story. Right. Uh, and I went through and I have a lot of Arthur Mocken, but for some reason, none of the anthologies I have have the white people in it. Oh, damn. And so uh, while she's in the hospital, she, she ordered me a copy and sent oh, it to me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just picked up a book. Well, it's funny because in Salem, I'm a big history nerd. Uh-huh. And for I don't understand why, but the the big museum in Salem which had a giant exhibit about the Salem witch trials was closed on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand it. And it took, I went to four different places to look and I I just walked in and I went, Hey, does anyone have a book about the history of the Salem witch trials? No, I experienced the same thing when I was in uh, Maui, I was looking for Maui history and there was no one bookshops did not have any books about Maui history. Right. And the only one I found was at the airport for just, just an outrageous price. I was like, no, it's right. Oh yeah. yeah. No, not airports. Definitely yeah. not. But like, it's funny because we went to a Salem witch trials wax museum. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. And yeah. at the very end, you go to a gift shop and it has books like uh, 18th century, uh, superstitions mm-hmm. or Native American 
uh, history of this region, but nothing about the Salem witch trials in the museum <laughs> with wax statues of the trials. It was fucking weird. And I got, and guess where I found the book? Uh, where? The Salem Welcome Center. Uh, of course. Yeah. Literally like, sense. like, hey, everybody, we're government employees. Yeah. Please come in and, and check this shit out. Um, and the guy was super nice. He was like, please tell. And what's funny is I, there was multiple. So I bought that. I bought a book about the history. And then there also was a comic. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote a graphic novel of the history, and there, there's this indie company that That's is just awesome. that they're doing graphic novels on historical events. That's and I'm awesome. Like, That's a great fucking idea. That's a great idea. Yeah. So I'm yeah. a big fan of it. So I'm uh, very excited to read yeah. both of those. And awesome. Get, and it was funny because. <laughs> You know, me and Natalie, we love spooky stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's also our anniversary. Yeah. So this is the day I want to propose. It's a, we, we saved up for this trip for a while. It was, it was awesome. And we're walking around Salem and we both love history. And we're like, oh, man, this this is good. And she goes, yeah, it's just it's cool. But also it, it's a little commercial. Like yeah. you can definitely tell, like, people realize you can make money here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so the, you see a whole bunch of stuff. And. And she was like, yeah, I think people are kind of forgetting. And I and I said that there used to be government sanctioned murder here. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It's like, a, you know, when, when is grunge not grunge? Right. You know, it's kind of right. like when it go when it gets that mainstream money attached to it. As I was laughing because when you said it's your anniversary, I had a flashback to your all's meet cute. That what? happened. Remember? Okay. So, so, uh, you all had been going back and forth for a bit, kind of a will they, won't they. Right. Okay. And you had gone somewhere with Chris and Courtney and you had been talking about your feelings for Natalie and your phone, you butt dialed her. Yes. And you were like, uh, she didn't pick up, but, but I don't know why the phone stayed, you know, on for such a long time. Right. And you, by that time you had come back to my place to get me. Cause I think we were going to, uh, uh Josh and Sarah's for yes. movie day. Yeah. And you're like, she didn't pick up, but the phone just stayed on for a long time. And I was like, that's because you left her a fo- voicemail, dude. And you were like, oh. I shit myself. <laughs> but it worked out. It she did. heard it and she loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to marry that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's what it. happened. Yeah. That's what happened. That's <laughs> the story. We're sticking to it. 100%. But it was funny because um, I don't know if you knew this part of it. Hmm. So you had told everyone what happened. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Natalie came over to watch the movies with us or to stay around for it. This is what, this is right before she graduated nursing school. Yes. And so she could make an appearance for a few minutes and then, right. you know, go before she had to like, you know, study to save lives. Right. And when she walked in, me and Sarah were sitting on the couch together and we just grabbed the bowl or like leaned in close and just started eating popcorn watching you (laughs) two. So, and this is the best face of our friend, Chris ever I've ever seen. So basically at the time, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a good way to, I could tell like my side of the whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, me and Natalie four plus years now. Yeah. Four yeah. years ago. Cause yeah. it was, it was, it was 2019 right before the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. Right. And uh, 2019, uh, we're hanging out. We're getting to know each other. Like Bruce said, will they won't see, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and so me and Nat go see a movie. It was the Joker. Yeah. I remember that. And, and so basically I, um, you know, Natalie looked beautiful on our date. Or I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say date. Like we yeah. were just going to a movie yeah. together. Cause you don't know what dating is. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. You've learned that. Yeah. yeah, I learned that. <laughs> I have to tell him that story too. But um, so 
me and Nat get to know each other. We go see the Joker, and a couple we- about a week later, I'm in a car with our friends Chris and Courtney. And we're going to hang out mm-hmm. uh, with friends. Nat is going to make an appearance, and I call her. She's no, no, no. I don't even remember. I don't, no, I was texting her. Yes, I was basically saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm, we're going to show up at this time at the party. Mm-hmm. When are you going to show up?" Yeah, and then I put the phone away. And Chris is driving. Me and Courtney and Chris are all talking about, it, and I say stuff like. Her hair is so beautiful. Yeah. It's like a red river of love. And she, <laughs> she you know, I, uh, um, and you, I think the, your specific words that you or phrase that you use with me is that compared to her, I feel like a dick in the dirt. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> there, well, there was the thing where it was like, uh, cause we didn't know what we were yet. Yeah. Um, but Natalie is a very strong willed individual. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I love her, but she's basically like, if we're not together, then we're not together. Mm-hmm. And so she said the word friend. Yeah. And she's like, hi, friend. Oh, that's. And me, who's, you know, killer. who's think Yeah. And yeah. so I felt like I was like, oh, when she calls me friend, it's like putting my dick in the dirt. Yes. And I'm yeah. saying this in the car and stuff. And then I look down and the phone is still like on 10 minutes yes. on the phone call. <laughs> and Chris is driving and he realized what is happening. And I said, guys, I think this, I think I accidentally called her like 10 minutes ago and it's still going. And Chris goes, oh. <laughs> and so basically, Natalie, and I haven't heard it it's been four years mm-hmm. i don't want to hear it mm-hmm. i don't want to be embarrassed yeah but it basically is me just being like i'm really into her i hope that mm-hmm. she likes me too blah 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 yeah blah. uh and she does apparently she does yeah yes. i think i think you got your answer i think yeah. i did yeah i think i did so uh very excited uh thank you <laughs> for uh all that everyone seems really excited yeah, everyone is really excited her friends are her friends are i could tell her friends are like a little bit more warm to me now yeah, yeah. and i was like don't they were like oh you gotta you gotta take care of her and stuff I'm like don't worry i will protect her at all costs <laughs> everything's okay yeah. one of her friends I, uh-huh. I i don't know i can't remember her name uh-huh she she when i was we were first like official like within the first like month or so i think yeah one of her friends is like if you fuck her over we will cut your balls. <laughs> and, and I was like, ha 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 ha. And she's like, no, we're nurses. We all do that. We, like, we actually know how to cut your balls off. I'm like, fuck. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, but that's, that's all I've really watched lately. I think, uh, 30 coins. Oh yes. That. Yes. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 30 coins is fucking back after a almost three year absence. Three years. It three came out. Years? It came out. Oh, uh, 20, 2021. Yeah. He did a lot of drugs between season Ooh, one and two, baby. Did, yeah. <laughs> Bruce is so excited. <laughs> well, Bruce has come, has, uh, come over our house, uh, once a week over the last few yeah. weeks to, to, cause we said, Hey, cause we, you introduced yeah. me and Nat to the yeah. show. Yeah. Why don't you watch season two with us? And I don't know. It's just, it's so different. It is a lot different. It It is this season. Last season was a straight horror I show. I suspense thriller. Suspense thriller, whatever you want to call it. This season had like a, a lot of mystery to it. Yes. And, you know, and every, everything, you know, every genre thing has some sort of mystery behind it. Right. Right. Uh, but that the last season was really steeped in the mystery about what was happening. The whatever, pacing too. The pacing. This season is an adventure story. It's yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. It is just they're throwing everything at the screen. Well, he he did kind of that last season too. He just like okay, what can I put in this episode? Right. right. There wasn't there wasn't um a lot of I think cohesion to it, but it still felt 
it still felt like it should be in that world, right? right. It was just you you could accept it. Where I think something like uh, American Horror Story never has a lot of cohesion, and they throw a lot of stuff at you at the wall, but it never it always feels disjointed. Like, I'm just doing this to be weird. What's another thing that I can use to um, kind of sort of upset mainstream viewers? Because I think American Horror Story is very much for not uh, uh, casual horror fans or people who aren't normally horror fans. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Oh, I think it is. I think it's, it's a very um, it's a very bland and very networky Kind oh, okay. I, what you're saying is like it's more for the masses. It's more for the masses. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what yeah, I that's agree not, with. Yeah, yeah that's not it. it. It's very much it's very much for the casual viewer. Got it. Yes, uh, I agree. I this agree. is not. Oh, and no. even though every, everything's weird, he just throws a bunch of stuff out at you. It feels like I can accept that's part of that world. Right. It's not <laughs> just being thrown in to be weird. What was Nat said something that was wrong in the show? Like, hey, that's weird. That that I can't remember what it was. I think it was something like someone healed quickly. Yeah, someone healed quickly. And Bruce is like, there's demons and stuff. Like, you, you know, and it's funny because, you know, that part of our brain where it's yeah. like, that's weird. Yeah. You know, that's um, weird. Um, I used to watch, um, I was dating this girl 10 years ago and we watched Smallville together. Uh-huh. Right. We have a show about Superman growing up. And she does like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. I was like, babe, this is a show about an alien who could shoot lasers out of his eyes. Right. We left what like that weird a long time ago. Like long- we left. There's nothing. Everything can make no sense. It's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, let's see. So, but yeah, so it, it, this has been a bonker season. Oh, absolutely. And you said we're only halfway through. We're only halfway through it. I don't think we might even be halfway through it. Cause I'm not sure if the season order is 10 or eight episodes. Um, let me look that up real quick. But I, I did feel like this episode was a bit silly. A with, bit? Well, I mean, even more like, I mean, it's uh, okay. I don't want to give too much away with the steampunk steam powered death machines. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. That yeah. plus, uh, the thing that crawls around on the ground. Yeah, I want to take that and put the Benny Hill music to it. <laughs> that was funny because like uh, Natalie, when there, when this, there's this creature that just makes like, a horrific appearance and crawls everywhere, crawls everywhere. The one of the main characters, his name's Paco. He Fuck is screaming guy. like crazy. And so is everyone else in the scene. Right. And you all were like, man, he's kind of a bitch this season. And I was like, we'd all be doing the same thing. Well, true. <laughs> I would be. I, we're, we're in your basement right now. I'd be on top of your shelves. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would pour napalm over how everything. I, how, I, how I act when there's a mouse in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. For sure. Well, I just it's funny because I think that's the one character I'm just not a fan of. Like, he just seems like <laughs> well, hands in pocket. It's G golly well, kind of guy. That's, that's who he always was. Yeah. He, he's a, he's a Spanish Clark Kent. Oh, that's a good yeah. way of looking at him. Yeah. I mean, even the way he looks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The glasses, yeah. the glasses and everything. But you know, cause he was kind of just this milk toast, like, Oh, mayor of this town who's right. been thrown into this horrific situation you, that he has no context of how to handle out of everyone in the show. He's the least capable of handling anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I think you mentioned something uh, where 30 coins is essentially if there's a, a battle between good and evil for all of our souls in a podunk redneck <laughs> town yes. in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's basically the equivalent of like if people in like Pikeville, Kentucky got, you know, we're, we're like the center of a global conspiracy to control the world. Right. Oh, okay. Like It's the equivalent of like, you know, they're just 
it's even smaller than that. I think like the town they're in, Pedraza, has less than a thousand people in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, so I mean, funny. it's like small, small town in this mountainous area of Spain. It's basically like you know, if Appalachian rednecks <laughs> like dictated the the we're, world, we're dictating the fate of the world. Oh right? God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. And I, I think it's clear, like the first season was very much religi- religious horror. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, because I know the director, um, uh, Alex de la Iglesia, and I know the things he's into, he is making this a call of Cthulhu story. Do you think it's a love letter? It is very much a love letter. So Lovecraft. Love. Yes. It's going to be like, he, he's a big fan of the call of Cthulhu game. Oh, cool. And so we're starting to see touches of that in, um, well, I mean, we saw it in the first season, the, um, the demon that appears at the end of the first season is almost a straight, um, homage to a monster that appears in one of the game, the call of Cthulhu game. You show me a picture and yeah. it's almost one for one. It is almost one for one. And, um, uh, we have the Necronomicon make an appearance. Yep. Um, and I know Paul Giamatti is also a big fan of Lovecraft. Really? So yeah, he's a big collector. So I mean, him coming on board too, and it, it really seems like they are going in that direction. Cool. And it, it is playing out much like a Call of Cthulhu campaign would play out. That's cool. And he said that like he tried to model the first season over like, um, like how how one would run. Right. Uh, but this is very much like, okay, I'm seeing the elements from the actual, like, not necessarily like the game itself, mm-hmm. right? But like the tropes that appear in the game. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I'm here for it. I, I don't, I don't think it's as good as the first season. Yeah. Because I, I love the pacing. Mm-hmm. I love that very much like mystery. There's some parts of it that's almost noir. Yeah. Because there's an entire episode where the main priest is in a hole. Yeah. And it's very dark and gritty at times and stuff. Yeah. And this is just more like, what fucked up shit can we put every 30 minutes? Yes. Yes. It, which is, it's great. It's a great ride. Which I, I really enjoyed the first season because as a, you know, jaded horror fan, mm-hmm. there were still moments that like shocked me. Like, oh shit. All right. It, cool. It came, it came across as fresh. And um, that's, I think that's still happening this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole reason we got into it, because you were like, no, you got to watch yeah. the fucking show. Because there's things where it's like, hey, we're watching the show. You might like it. Check yeah. it out. But then there's times like, no. No, 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 no. You don't understand. And and I feel the same way about when evil lurks and terrified. Okay. Yeah. You need to absolutely watch those. Now, I will warn you. He doesn't like kids in both movies. There are child deaths. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So okay. just be no, for also warned. warning to everyone out there. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone out there has got to know some people. I don't know how Natalie feels about that. Yeah. But being a mother of a not so young child, but a boy. Right. There are boy deaths. There okay. are boy murders. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I know Grace has some issues with that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I know one of our other friends does too. Uh, so just be forewarned, but highly, highly recommended. He does just this gut-wrenching, skin-crawling, creepy, with just the simplest fucking scenes. Yeah. 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 I, I like those scenes that, like, you can do a lot with a little. Yes. And this and is... And it goes a long way. This is... Which is the opposite yeah. of, like, extreme gore. Mm-hmm. Stuff, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like... Yeah. Um, I still think the best scene in the original Halloween is when Jamie Lee Curtis is searching, mm-hmm. and all you see in the background in, the, in like, a closet, because yeah. it's dark... Is just that face appear. Yeah. It's two seconds. Yeah. And to me, I've seen that movie over 10 mm-hmm. times. It's, I still love it every time. There's a scene like that in a recent movie called Horror in the High Desert 2. Now, th- these are found footage movies that are very much like classic found footage movies. Right. Um, 
the highly recommended uh, horror in the high desert one Horror in the high desert two. They're both shot. And I, I love this style of found footage movies. They're shot like documentaries. Like they oh, have like okay. talking head interviews and things like that. Right. Um, and I love that. Cause I think it feels, it makes it feel real. You're not just like watching, you know, someone. So a couple on their vacation. A couple with on their VHS vacation. Camera. Yeah. It makes it, it gives that sense of realism to it. Right. Um, and uh, there is a scene where someone's sitting in their car. Right. Yeah. And you just see a face in like the back window. Oh, like looking at them and they right. have no idea it's there. And, it's oh. Like, oh, that's so, and it's one of those things like if you're not looking, you're not going to see it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of that in this movie. I dig that. Yeah. That's really cool. It's yeah. really suspenseful. Um, what did we, we just saw another a movie recently. Um, oh, uh, Nat's son, Dylan, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, he wanted to watch five, five nights at Freddy's. Oh yeah. Uh, we saw it. Yeah. And I looked online and apparently it's like the studio's best. Yes. M- it's performing house's best movie ever. How? And <laughs> it is what they made. The box office is straight profit because they made the movie's budget back in just selling the streaming rights. No shit. No shit. That's awesome. Yes. I mean, good for them. Because, I thought that was okay. I mean, but- yeah, it's fine. It's not for us. It's, it's for it's, it's for it's for people Dylan's age. It's like for, yeah, preteens. Grace and teens. was a fan of the game, so she really enjoyed it. Um, other people who were fans, it's it, it's a game mainly for kids, right? Right, kids love it. It's a cultural phenomenon that we have little connection to, right? Right. But it is this great stepping stone toward more horror. Yes, for oh, absolutely. And it's absolutely like it is. If you're, I know, I, I saw like, all these people, all these fucking thirty five year olds. <laughs> online say, oh, this is the worst movie ever you know there's no there's no good gore like, it's a movie for kids it's not gonna be terrifier too you fucking asshole right you idiot. right right it's a movie for kids oh it yeah. is a decent movie for kids i didn't have a bad time watching it no although i was surprised it's almost two hours long i know like, it was they, really long how the fuck did they stretch this out so long <laughs> doing the best but, they can um but yeah, it was fine. Uh, I, you know, and yeah. uh, clearly people are loving it. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I mean, it, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. I mean, when when we saw it, Dylan was like, "It's a 10 out of 10." Yeah, because yeah. we rate every movie that mm-hmm. we see. It's just like a fun game that we play, and so Dylan was like, "It's a 10." And yeah, I'm like, eh, that's a seven. I mean, it's it's not bad. No, but then to your point, it's not for me. Yeah, it's not for I'm you. not supposed yeah. to be. And and um, we need more movies like that. But yeah, I think that kind of the hardcore crowd mm-hmm. that can't mind their own business right you know they want to uh like make sure or do what they can to make something fail that they don't like yeah when in fact just enjoy what you enjoy yeah. Yeah. i can say it's not for me but also i mean the proofs in the pudding i mean yeah, it's right you know, there even if it's not for me this benefits me because these kids are going to want to watch more horror films. That makes that means that more horror films are going to be made. Studios are going to look at the numbers and yes, be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Could, and so, you know, that benefits go. me as a horror fan. It's just yeah. like, you know, with all these assholes who get upset over things like the Marvels. Oh, because it's a female led film. Oh, right. Fuck. fuck off. Right. Okay, more women go see horror, more women go see superhero movies. I like superhero movies. That means there's more people spending their money to see those things, which means they're going to make more of them. Oh, that's how I feel about every because you know people at different jobs that I've had or yeah. people whatever they see that I have Marvel themed tattoos, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, you must hate DC." No, no. My no. first exposure to comic books, when I really, or I guess comic book culture, right. Is Batman 66. Yeah. Because yeah. in the 80s, we had three channels, mm-hmm. and they would always have reruns of Batman 66. Yeah, yeah. 
So my first real superhero that I liked was Batman. Yeah, yeah. And the Batman the animated series is one of the, is is the greatest mm-hmm. superhero. Well, I also like the Avengers from the early two thousands, but Batman's still the gold yeah. standard. You know, I, I I feel the same way. You know, my first like real memories of being exposed to superhero culture were the Superman seventy eight movie and Superman two, and my parents getting me a Fantastic Four book when I was a little kid. Cool, right? And so that is. You know, that's my exposure to it. And I'm a big DC fan. So people say the same thing to me. Like, oh, you must hate Marvel. Like, no, no. I don't at all. Like, I go see all the Marvel movies. Like, if people are making Marvel movies, that gets Warner Brothers thinking, well, we need to make DC movies. Right. And they haven't been successful at that, but at least they're making them. You <laughs> right. showed me, um, what did we watch? The DC, was it um, Justice League? Yes. With the fucking Superman head turn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I fucking love that scene. I love it so fucking. It's with, this, with, I don't like the movie's just fine, I guess. But that one scene where the Flash is speeding around uh, Superman and yeah. Superman just looks at him <laughs> at normal speed. I thought I was going to piss myself. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I know how much you love Superman. Mm-hmm. I, I, res- I, lo- I love and respect Superman. Uh-huh. Even though I'm not a big fan of yeah. whatever, he's the Led Zeppelin of superheroes. Uh-huh. I might not like like his style, mm-hmm. but I know what he's done for the industry. Yeah. So uh, that was without a doubt the coolest thing I've ever seen <laughs> Superman do. Because, like I said, with, with suspense movies, I really appreciate the small little nuggets. Because mm-hmm. you could see Superman rip a car in half. Right. You could see him do this and that stuff. But just the head turn. Yeah. And that person's reaction to yes. the head turn. That 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 oh shit moment yeah, he gets. I'm fucked. Yeah. Like it's he's selling it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with wrestling. I mean, if 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 a wrestler has a simple body slam as their mm-hmm. finisher. Mm-hmm. But every time that that wrestler, every time they body slam someone, that person died. <laughs> like like the, the, the referee act like they got decapitated. Yeah. They're out for minutes. Yeah. After a couple months, the next time they do, if they say, hey, I'm going to body slam you and the crowd goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Three months earlier, no one gave a shit. Yeah. That's the thing is that's a storytelling technique. Mm-hmm. And and I, like in, Terrifier is all about excess. Mm-hmm. It's all about we're going to shove every gross possible yeah. thing and give them. I'll even give them more points. He seems to put a large amount of profits that his movie makes into the effects budget for the next movie. Yes. Yeah. And so you easily tell like yeah. just between one and two. Yeah. The. uh is a astronomical jump mm-hmm. in budget and you could tell but i love those moments that's just real simple and it's psychological mm-hmm. and that's why i just when he when superman turns his head i'm like that's the coolest <laughs> fucking thing i've ever seen superman do and i don't know if i'll ever see anything and that's it that's the moment, that's the moment. and i looked over at bruce and he's like oh yes <laughs> what's your favorite superman moment oh man let's just talk about like favorite nerd moments Man, my favorite Superman moment. Jeez, that's a hard one to pick from. That's a really hard one to pick. I from. got a lot stored in my head. <laughs> you want to hear him? Sure, go ahead. I want to hear your Superman. You, you want to think about it? I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I have this memory of like had this thing where I will store rent free in my head uh-huh. just panels of comics or just one liners. That's yeah. just like, oh yeah. Yeah. And so, um. One of them is Cyclops. It's my favorite X-Man. Oh, we might. Oh, you know what? That just popped in my head. So what? we might be talking about the same thing. Go ahead. Like the Cyclops uh, thing. Uh, so 
there it, it was in the storyline where um the phoenix force goes into five different x-men okay okay we're thinking about something different but go ahead and essentially cyclops colossus the white queen queen a couple mm-hmm. others they split one-fifth of the phoenix force powers and they you know the drought in africa is saved that there's you know they're mm-hmm. doing good yeah and they're like whatever and Cyclops gets more power over time. And so Magneto, who's a good guy at the time, mm-hmm. he is worried that Cyclops is getting too much power for his own good. Yeah. And he, he goes up to him. He's like, you're turning into something you're not supposed to be. You're turning into me. Mm-hmm. And Cyclops looks up at him and says, I'm not like you. I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> so um, someone, I think uh, the writer Gail, Gail Simone asked on Twitter, like, what's your favorite Cyclops moment? Why do you like Cyclops if yeah. you're a Cyclops fan? And so I thought about during the House of X storyline. Oh, it's, like, it's a great story. Um, when uh, the uh, when Sabretooth and Toad and um, uh, Mystique stole something from the Fantastic Four. Yes. For uh, Xavier. Yes. And they're running back and the Fantastic Four catches Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then at that moment, Cyclops comes out of a tel- uh, like a portal and was like, yeah, I'll take him. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, he stole something from us. And Cyclops is like, no, well, we have this amnesty thing going on. And so we'll be taking him back. And he's like, no, you know what? You know, keep him. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. And they're kind of standing off. And Sue Storm's like what is going on with this? Like you can't just expect us to just like let mutants go because you all say we should let him go. Like even though they're giving a crime. Yeah. And Cyclops is like, well, did you really expect us to just like my family has been victims of hate crimes for decades. Like we were, we were told that we should not exist because just because of who we are. Did you expect us to stand around forever and just take it? Yeah. And then he goes, okay, I'll see you later and tell your son we'll be waiting for him. Because their sons, of son of yeah, and it was just, it was just stone cold. He's just this icy frown, a few words, and he stood them all down. Yeah, like I love that moment. Yes. Yeah, Cyclops is yeah. awesome. He has a lot of great moments. But I saw like people arguing, like, oh, the whole Fantastic Four could have killed Cyclops. Eh. See, could, people think that he's some Boy Scout who can't do shit. Yeah, he's a dangerous man. Yeah, he he can level a mountain with his eyes. Yes, all he had to do was look at them the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, maybe Sue Storm. Because she has her, she has her. Oh, oh, like she could probably reflect it, or reflect it, or block it. Right, but we're getting real dirty here. I know, I know. (laughs) Read, uh, read the Human Torch, and the thing are not getting close to him. And people don't realize that he is um like a master tactician yeah yeah like he is i think like as far as like best leaders yeah he's up there with captain america right like it, it without with in a straight fight without powers he's gonna stand with anybody oh yeah because because he doesn't have powers except for his his optic blast so he's had to train to be a fighter right yeah right and um another thing is the storyline and it was the winter soldier mm-hmm. who had a cold line yeah um, essentially there's a storyline where people are trying to hunt down the winter soldier and the Punisher finds him mm-hmm. and he goes, Oh, drop the gun to the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. And I think winter soldier had like, I can't, he was, he was stealing something. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was, but anyway, it doesn't matter. And the winter soldier says, I'm not, of a, I'm not afraid of a man who can't protect his own family. <laughs> to the Punisher. 
<laughs> like I remember holding the comic in my hands, and, and I literally am like, hmm. "Oh my god!" Oh, there was this uh, storyline in DC, um, the Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. not Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Infinite Crisis, mm-hmm. which kind of like a, a se- sort of like a sequel. Right. Uh, it came out around. Actually, it came out around around the same time as Civil War. Oh, right, cool. and they make a reference to Civil War during it. Oh, cool! Um, there is this character Alexander Luther who was like a good version of Lex Luthor. Okay, and he has made this machine uh, because at the at the at the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths, they condense the multiverse into one world oh, okay. in DC, and so he may, has this machine that's creating new worlds, and so he's looking for a perfect world. Okay. Right. And one of the worlds he sees, the superheroes in that world are in the Civil War. So he's like, nope, and destroys that world. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Um, but uh, during this whole thing's going on, and um, the Justice League's basically falling apart, there's starting to be rifts between the big three. Right? right. And at one point, Batman says to Superman, You haven't inspired anyone since you died. Damn. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, oh, like batman that's that's cold <laughs> that's good yikes that's good yeah Ooh. um that's also i also have one of my uh favorite moments in it too um there was in the this big storyline there was a Superboy called superboy prime he was a Superboy from an earth where there were no other superheroes okay and he would one day grow up to be superman right but during the crisis on infinite earth his earth was destroyed Okay. And so this Alexander Luther character basically makes a heaven for him and the golden age Superman in Lois Lane. Oh, that's right. Look at him go. And so, but he, they could see our world, the actual earth and he sees Superboy struggling. Right. And he's like, that guy doesn't deserve to be Superboy. I'm Superboy. Oh, like, damn. He has everything and he doesn't appreciate it. Like I would. Right. And so, um, he that when they are able to escape this this heaven they are in because Lois Lane is dying the Lois Lane of the Golden Age is dying she's like in her eighties right right and they're like if we make a perfect world she will live because it's a perfect world right right and so they escape from it they try to make this perfect world and Superboy Prime goes to Smallville to confront Superboy Connor Kent right and they start having this argument and he's like you know basically you don't appreciate what you have you're not worthy of this title Superboy and so they start a fight. Yeah. They start fighting and Superboy calls in like the Teen Titans, the Doom Patrol, Young Justice, everybody to help him. Right? And at one point, someone jumps on Superboy Prime's back and he goes, get off me and turns around and hit, backhands him and knocks their head off. Oh, shit. And so everyone's like, no, fuck this dude. Get him. Right. And so he's just like ripping people's limbs off and like just <laughs> ripping people in half. Right. And I just I just love that scene. And then they um, the, the different different flashes like come together and they push him into the speed force. Oh shit. And they're like, and then like a second later, Bart Allen, who's a teenager comes back as an old man. And he's like, everyone run. <laughs> <laughs> and boy prime comes out again as an adult. Oh, and so shit. now he's just Superman. Oh God. Right. And so they, there's this big running battle between everyone, the whole universe, the whole universe and, and Superboy, Superboy prime, Superman and the golden age Superman. Oh, shit. And so, like, Superboy Prime figures out, he's like, I'm going to go to Oa, the center of the universe where the Guardians of the Galaxy lives, and destroy it and just, just be fucking done with this universe. Oh, damn. And so, the guard, the the Green Lanterns all get in front of him, this big line of them, and then they just see rings flying past them. Oh, shit. Because he's killed all these Green Lanterns. Oh, my God. <laughs> but then it, they finally stop him. All right. And the whole thing ends with him in a Green Lantern prison in a red sun. They put him in the middle of a red sun right. to keep him in prison. And he carves the Superman symbol on his chest 
And he says, I've been in worse places and I've gotten out. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Right. So badass. (laughs) So cool. But I I like him now. And he's, he's not, he's in the comics again, despite the fact they keep like rebooting the universe over and over again, because of wherever like he had gone, he knows the universe has been rebooted over and over again. And he knows he's in the comic book. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's like yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. So he's he's absolutely insane now. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I remember him in. Um, I I never read that much DC except for the Jeff Johns Green Lantern mm-hmm. run. He yeah. was in that. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. because he shows up. Uh, he helps the Sinestro Corps. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's in the he's in the anti monitor armor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of my favorite Daredevil. It's not even a quote. Like it's just a. It's so for years the Avengers have offered daredevil a, a roster slot mm-hmm. and he's always declined them mm-hmm. saying you know you know the people that i fight they'll kill you it's yeah kingpin it's like yeah. it's not just villain of the week like mm-hmm. it's gritty it's you know whatever and so you know i work better alone blah blah blah, yeah. blah. and then there was a time <laughs> when he actually did get in the event or he mm-hmm. did accept yeah and luke there was this awesome multi-page section where it's luke cage narrating his opinions on mm. daredevil yeah and it's a whole bunch of basically each panel is just daredevil fighting people whatever mm-hmm. but the narration is luke cage and he's talking to someone yeah and he's like you don't understand it's not that a question of whether or not daredevil is good enough for the avengers the avengers have never been good enough for daredevil in <laughs> <laughs> me like 25 years ago, i'm like that's it's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right um a couple of things I've liked recently, just my favorite moments that showed up recently in Superman, uh, were um, he had been gone from Earth for a while, yeah, um, trying to free this world called War World from this alien Mongol, right? And it basically turned into a sword and sorcerer comic for a while. No shit. He's like he's like leading this rebellion, and he doesn't have many of his powers anymore. And he's like he has basically a Conan outfit, like <laughs> a loincloth and this piece of armor that's just the Superman. How symbol. big was your erection? Uh, well, let's see. Well, <laughs> wasn't my proudest fat but i got there <laughs> half chub half, half chub. chub um and so he has like this like barbarian slave suit right <laughs> and he comes back from he comes back from freeing that world comes back to earth right mm-hmm. and his son jonathan is like looking for a board game for everyone to play one night and he looks in the superman and lois's closet and the outfit's still in there and he's like what the hell is this and lois is like um no never mind don't don't worry about that ooga ooga <laughs> <laughs> caveman superman but hungry in that in that same comic um the whole superman family is together so he has you know there's superman his his son jonathan um iron no i'm not iron i'm sorry still oh yeah Steel's uh niece natasha right yeah uh she's there and uh superboy right connor kent uh the chinese superman uh keenan kong a uh, supergirl do we have enough? And Supers. the two, the two twins he's adopted from that other world that were like part Kryptonian. So there are like a bunch of Kryptonian or Kryptonian related people, right? Right. So there's there's there's, um, there's like seven of them basically yeah. Kryptonians, right? That have something near the Superman level of power, right? And these two criminals decide they're going to break the law that day, and it's just they all show up. And they're like, the hell, <laughs> like, this, <laughs> we on. have the worst luck. Come on, man. Um, one of my, a really good fun comic if you like kind of gritty action mm-hmm. is um, Bullseye versus the Punisher. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen. And that. it's only like a four or five issue yeah. story, but basically the Punisher and and Bullseye are after each other, mm-hmm. and uh, there was 
Punisher goes to his safe house mm-hmm. and he has someone that is supposed to help him like get his guns, get his ammo, tech, and all yeah. that stuff. And so he opens the door to a safe house and that dude is dead mm-hmm. and he's hanging and there's a knife in his chest and there's a note attached to it. And it said, I met Bullseye and all I got was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I almost pissed myself laughing. And then in an, another part of that story and a few mm-hmm. issues later, um, Bull, Bullseye gets his nose broken mm-hmm. in a fight with a Punisher. And he runs away. And I love this. This is one reason I love Bullseye. Is because everyone thinks he like, yeah, he never misses. He's he's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But also he's got a sense of humor. Because he has a bazooka in his hands and he's trying to run away from the Punisher. But instead <laughs> of shoot him with it, he looks over and sees that there's children in the park. So he hands an eight year old a bazooka. <laughs> And so <laughs> he runs away mm-hmm. and Punisher stops and he goes, kid, what do you do? You know, you know, put that yeah. down, blah, blah, blah. And the kid's like, what? You're going to make me? And it's a kid who's pointing a bazooka at the Punisher. Yeah. But Bullseye has a broken nose. And so he gets in his car uh-huh. and he looks at the kid and he goes, he, he said it's broken because his nose yeah. is broken. He says, thanks, homies. But it says Pang's ponies, and he drives away. That's how it was written, like Pang's ponies. Pang's ponies. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen? That reminds me. Have you ever seen the movie Hollywood Land? No. It is um, about uh, George Reeves, the guy who the played Superman, Superman in the fifties. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in it, and it was a real scene. Where it has Ben Affleck as George Reeves. He goes to make an appearance as Superman. Somewhere. Oh, that's cool. This kid shows up with a gun and points it at him. It's like I want to watch bullets bounce off of you. And oh, so no. he has to convince his kid to put the gun down. Right. And so what he says is, you know, it, they, they will bounce off of me. You're right. But it might hit someone else in the crowd. You don't want your mom to get hit, do you? Oh. So, you know, just give me the gun and everything will be okay. Right. Yeah, oh. but that reminded me of that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we're, are we at an hour? Yeah. No, we are at an hour 20. Let's go. That's <laughs> awesome. That's super fun. But, yeah, um. Hope everybody enjoyed this. Yeah, we're just hanging oh, out. Oh, one other thing I want to mention that I've been listening to since we, this is a horror podcast, and right? we want to like talk about horror things um, on occasion. Um, this podcast that I highly recommend called The Lovecraft Investigations came back after a three-year hiatus. Oh, cool. Actually, no. It may have been a four-year hiatus. I think it might have been 2019, 2020 was the last time that they uh, did, did a season. Um, basically, uh, the first season starts out, and it is like you're listening to – it's from the BBC – Mm-hmm. It's actually produced by the BBC. Um, it's like you're listening to a true crime podcast. Oh, cool! Like, like you like serial. I think that's how it's modeled on. Modeled on, and they basically retell an H.P. Lovecraft story as if it were a true crime story. Oh, that's cool. And then uh, the next two seasons are like the consequences of that and how they spiral out. Okay. The third season ends, and the way the third season ends is like, okay, if there's no more, there's no more. You wrapped it up. But well, if there's more, yeah, great. Yeah. And so that they this October they released a new season. Cool. With starting a new investigation. Oh shit. Yeah, and oh, yeah. it is it's great. There is I don't it, it's a bit uh, exposition heavy because they're they're rebuilding the world basically like because like everything got wrapped up so we have to introduce this like new threat and build this new world whatever right and it it's just it's fantastic yeah. I highly recommend it yeah That's cool. um it, it is something that like you have to pay attention to though because they drop a lot of names there's a lot of like moving pieces back and forth whatever but it is it's a lot of fun it's really great and they do the stories a great service hell yeah um it's awesome uh, I do appreciate though the the um 
toward the end of the season, right? They realize, hey, we're up against some powerful people. Right. And no matter what we do, they're going to stay in power. Right. We can release our findings, but they're staying in power. And so one character's like, well, guess we just have to kill them. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I mean, that's, there you go. That's how you do it. Hell yeah. So yeah. Uh, I don't have any recommendations other than Spider-Man 2. Oh yeah. I'm god, fucking addicted. That, oh my god. Spy, I, we, we both saw in the past couple weeks across the Spider-Verse. It's so good. It is. I know I said I was a DC fan earlier. Yes. This is the best superhero movie ever made. Damn. Absolutely. That's a, like that's I was, crazy. I was telling Grace about it and I was like, she's like, you really think so? And I was like, look, there is a pantheon of the best superhero movies ever. You know, I put Superman 78 in there. I put the dark Knight in there. Right. Um, I put, um, infinity war and end game in there. Um, and I was like, I was like, here's Superman 78. And I held my hand at the level. I was yeah. like, that's It's, it's a top. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it's, cl- it's a close top to everything else. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to try to categorize everything, but it's, it's at the top of that little pile. Right. right. And then I was like, here's, here's across the spider verse way above it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why it took me so long to watch it, but Natalie and Dylan saw it the week it came out. They're like, no, it's great. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah. I think it was cause it was so long. Yeah. And I wanted to wait it until it was on stream. Two and a half hours. Yeah. It does not feel like two and a half hours at yeah. all. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I watched it at home though. Yeah. You know, so, but it was amazing. <laughs> yes, it really it was. It was absolutely um, incredible. I can't wait for the, the next, I don't, it's probably gonna take another four or five years. No, it was supposed to be released this December. Oh really? Yes. They already uh, have it made. It's in the can, but because of the writer strike, they pushed it back. Oh, yes. Then, oh, okay. Because they don't know, because there might be a, uh, a dearth of films next year because the nothing got made from, may until just recent well then there was the actor strike which just ended so nothing was being made right at least in the u.s uh, for most of the year oh, so right. yeah so a bunch of things got pushed back like that craven movie yeah 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 speaking so. of craven spider-man 2 it's so fucking yeah, good it's, yeah i think i'm like 90 percent of the game you know i'm an xbox owner yeah i've never had i i had a ps2 but it broke on me right after we got it. So it kind of burned me on the PlayStation oh, for a long time. Yeah. So I was like, I just went to Xbox and stayed there. Uh, this is the first time I've ever had uh, PlayStation Envy. Console Envy? Yeah, Console um, Envy. Watching my friends play Spider-Man. I'm going to have Envy when um, Fable comes out. Oh, yeah. And when... Um, um, Elder Scrolls, yes, comes out, and I'm hoping that I Elder think, Scrolls will be multi-platform. No, I think I I think because of uh, the deals they had to make in order to buy these companies, that they will keep those contracts. Oh, uh, okay. And um, the that game such as um the Bethesda games, yeah, um, like Elder Scrolls will continue to come out for multiple multiple platforms. I mean, shouldn't that be good for them? They're ma- if they own yeah, the studio, I mean, they're making money. That that is their. I think that's their philosophy. Like, uh, except for like uh, Starfield, for some reason that was an exclusive. But that, I think that was I don't know like why that ended up being an exclusive to mm-hmm. Xbox. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like but things like Call of Duty will continue to come out for multiple systems. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just I can't wait for new Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I lost so much time. <laughs> I think that's the game I bought the most multiple copies of i have a friend who's a lawyer and he has written a an ungodly sized paper about the law in skyrim that's funny yeah because it draws from a lot of different like um old legal systems right for the law and so he has this massive paper about it that's cool yeah i think he said like i don't know if if he's published it or if he's going to expand it into a book that he should yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely yeah that'd be awesome uh, but yeah, I hopefully get done with Spider-Man and then I need, uh, well, then there's a new Mario game that I haven't played yet. Yeah. That's my next venture mm-hmm. for sure. 
Oh no, I moved. I uh, I played. I don't think I told you about this. Did I tell you about um, House of Ashes? Mm-mm. Okay, so oh, no, we did talk about it. it's. Um, or I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Um, there is a series of games uh, by Supermassive Games. They make uh, Until Dawn right and The Quarry. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and so they have this series called the Dark Pictures Anthology, which are these loosely connected series of games. Yeah. Um, they and they're 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 being released in seasons. Uh, one a year. Oh yeah. And so, um, the first one started out with this thing, called, uh, this one called the Man of Madon, which was supposed to be like a ghost story, basically real life ghost ship, called mm-hmm. the Orang, the Orang Madon, or yeah, the Orang Madon, and uh, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. These are these are almost like you're inter- playing interactive movies or choose your own adventure kind of game. I like um, Telltale Games, kind like of those yeah. Walking Dead, yes, choose your own adventure yes. kind of things. Yeah. Um. Very very much like that. That's cool. Um, except you have to fun. make a lot of like emotional choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then uh, they came out with one called Little Hope, which I didn't play, and they came out with one called House of Ashes, mm-hmm. which I heard was phenomenal. So I was like, they're doing a sell for Halloween, so I got House of Ashes. Yeah. And it is, it was as as advertised to me. It is phenomenal. It is set during the Iraq War. In the opening days of the Iraq War, right. this uh, group of American soldiers thinks that they have found a, a, um, a WMD depot. And uh, what happens is they end up in a temple where there are vampires. <laughs> and it is amazing. That's cool. It, it's very much like The Descent or Aliens. Right. Except it's U- U.S. soldiers and Iraqi soldiers having to like deal with each other while they're dealing with these vampires. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so good. And so based on that, I went and got um, Little Hope, which is the, the game uh, preceding it. And that is very much it is. And they admit it, it's like it's their uh, homage to Silent Hill and the Blair Witch Project. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 And it has Will Porter in it. The Oof. guy that played um, uh, Adam Warlock. Yeah. Yeah. He's huh. like the star of it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it is very weird. <laughs> but like, it opens with you deciding how a family dies in a fire great yes <laughs> yes it's awesome. horrible it's really it's horrible. jolly yes <laughs> and what's the series called it's called the dark pictures anthology and is it is it only on pc no no it's on every system mm, okay yeah cool. hell yeah, yeah. it might not be on uh switch but it's oh. on playstation and stuff so, yeah hell yeah yeah so there we are i gotta show you i'll, I'll show you the opening credits it, it starts off with the same opening credits in every game and they're badass oh cool yeah hell yeah yeah so um all right but there we are I don't even know what episode we're covering we, next. We, uh, if we cover an episode next, we don't know what we're going to do next. Uh, but because uh, we, we're between seasons, I don't think we mentioned that earlier. We're between the fourth and fifth season, correct? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you look at me, and I'm like, let me look at this real quick. Yes, the the next episode we are to cover. Yes, season five, episode one, Death of a Salesman. Oh, that's the Tim Curry. One. Yes, the, yeah, the Tim Curry yeah. one where he plays like four. Three or four different three, roles. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. But so. uh, hopefully you uh, let us know if yeah, you like, like us this. shooting the shit more or if you have any questions, if you want to yeah. do FAQ. Yeah. Anything, anything like that, we're down. Anything, yeah. So if you like what you heard, leave a rating and review on the podcast app of your choice and share with a friend. We want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time. Hey, congratulations, Ryan. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Control, unless yeah. I, there's something I don't know, has always been um, 
I can't remember his name. Shit, we're we're we're, we're so bad right we're now. So bad at this. Um, Have we ever seen a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know it, it's fine because I can go in editing. And Don Mancini, 